Welcome to Sold for Soup. I'm Rich Whitman, and sitting next to me is my wife and co-host, Jennifer Whitman. Hello, everybody. What happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. We've started each week in this series on the fruits of the Spirit by reading from Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23. And this week, we are going to be focusing on the sixth fruit of the Spirit, which is goodness. What exactly is goodness? We use the word good so frequently in our everyday lives, I think sometimes it kind of loses its meaning. For example, how many times a day do we say, good morning? Good luck, good work. This week, we're going to do our best to define the word good. Yeah, when I think of good, I think of like thumbs up, I approve, or like something is good quality. Well, you can't use the word to define the word. Something has high quality, uh, or it can fulfill the task that it's meant for. Then when you start looking at the word good, it gets a little deeper. So it's beneficial to you or society in general, or even morally right. The word good is actually a deep concept. We actually debated about whether we should even do this episode because we thought it was good was kind of a synonym with kind or kindness, goodness and kindness seem like kind of the same thing on the surface. But as you dive in a little deeper, you realize these two fruits of the spirit are very distinguishable. What does the Bible have to say about goodness? In Romans 12, 21, Paul says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In Matthew 12, 35, the good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. Yeah, and I remember Jesus saying, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God. That's in Mark 10, 18. Yeah, in the Greek, the word for goodness is agaphasune. It means an uprightness of heart and life. It's only used about four times in the New Testament. Agavasune is a versatile and strong word that can be used either of the act or the intention that motivates the act. In John chapter 5, Jesus breaks Jewish law by healing on the Sabbath. And when he's accused by the religious leaders, his explanation essentially was, I couldn't help myself. He says, I assure you, the son can do nothing by himself. The word do here in the Greek is poieo and it means the source or the motivation behind the action. It can be gentle or sharp, but the intention of the good person is always the well-being of the recipient of his goodness. In other words, it is goodness for the benefit of others and not just goodness for the simple sake of being virtuous. When the Bible speaks of goodness as a fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22, Ephesians 5.9, it doesn't simply mean that a person is a model citizen, polite, respectful, tolerant, or just nice. When the Bible tells us that God is good, it means that God is holy, perfect, morally pure, and the utter antithesis of anything bad, corrupt, evil, or inferior. Humans are flawed. We can be pretty selfish. 
we strive to think of others first and what's best for everyone and not just for ourselves, that is considered goodness, right? Yes. In a social context or societal context. In addition, taking care of your health by taking care of your body is also good. Yeah, growing up, this is kind of weird, but my parents were very strict with me about where I went, who I went with, what I watched and read. We were kind of permitted to eat a lot of candy and pop. And when we, I'm going somewhere with this. We went to potlucks at church. There was tons of desserts and like junk food when I look back. And I just remember people being very concerned with their, what they considered their spiritual health, but not including their physical health in that category. Uh, like, was that your experience growing up somewhat? Yeah, my parents were not nearly as strict as yours, but I remember there was so much emphasis placed on certain no-nos from the pulpit at church, while other things were completely ignored. An example, abstain from drinking alcohol, don't swim with people from the opposite sex, but nothing was ever said about being overweight or watching what you eat. Yeah, as we've been doing this podcast, I'm actually learning even more deeply that taking care of our human body is a spiritual act of gratefulness to God. As we were saying, God is good or God equals good, then God desires for us only what is beneficial. So because good, what's good is what's beneficial, right? They're kind of synonymous. Yes. Is what I'm understanding. Yeah. So to me, that super includes how we care for our own human body. We talked earlier in the podcast that growing up in the church, specifically the Nazarene church, eating healthy food and exercising were not really emphasized. I often got the impression that trying too much to be healthy was not good. I feel like it was kind of scrutinized as a form of being too attached to earthly things, like the idea that this earth is temporary and our bodies are temporary, so we didn't really need to focus on that. Or if you were concerned about maintaining your a healthy weight or being strong, that that was a form of vanity. And you said earlier that the intention of the good person is always the well-being of the recipients of his goodness. But I didn't feel like it was okay to be the recipient of my own goodness in this situation of like focusing on your health when I was younger, which now we know our own goodness is from God, right? Right. So now I try to be good to myself in addition to being good to others. It was as if they chose certain things from the Bible that were convenient, but not stressed other things that were very important, like you just mentioned, like our health and taking good care of ourselves. They also would say your body is a temple when it would come to certain other things. I don't know. But now we know that physical health is part of your spiritual health, right? It means not just doing what is pleasurable in the moment, but searching out what is beneficial for your long-term goals and life purpose. And that purpose is greater than yourself. It's given by God. When we take care of ourselves, in a sense, we are taking care of other people. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I remember reading that similarly in Purpose Driven Life. That was one of the first times I heard someone of the faith talk about taking care of yourself as a spiritual act. Or if you don't take care of yourself, you may not be able to fill, fulfill the calling that God has placed on your life. If I'm physically unhealthy, that would not allow me to take care of my kids or do the activities that I get to do with my friends. Um, but specifically with the kids, like being able to get on the ground and, you know, play and do all the things that we used to do when they were when they were much, much smaller, a littler. If I was physically unhealthy and I wasn't taking care of myself, I I might have been limited in my ability to do those things. Right. 
we've talked about love, we've talked about joy, we've talked about peace, we've talked about patience, kindness, and now goodness. But Jen, what you know about faithfulness? I know you got to have it. Anything else? No. I think it's important in relationships that um, we maintain faithfulness. I think that's something that we will uh, be discussing next week. What was your favorite thing about last week? We celebrated 28 years of marriage. So we went on a little day trip, um, and that was fun. And I feel like that was a little testimony to faithfulness, because 28 years is a long time. 28 years. Happy anniversary, baby. What was your favorite thing about last week? So I've been playing really good golf lately. Father's Day was a great day, hanging out with my parents, hanging out with you and the kids. That meant a lot to me. We spent the whole entire day together, which was fantastic. And uh, the weather, the weather's been really nice. We do need some rain desperately. So hopefully in the next couple of days here, we're going to get some showers. But beautiful day. It was a, it was a fun day. And uh, kids made, they actually made me cards instead of buying them, which was really cute. Even my oldest son, who's 22 years old, made me a card. So that was pretty cool. The cards were good. The yeah, cards and were you, very funny, yes. You may have noticed that we did not do a podcast last week. And that was because we had... 28 years of marriage on Saturday and Father's Day on Sunday, and we had a little trip. So hopefully you missed us. We took a little break, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on our socials at soldforsoup.com, soldforsoup on Instagram, and soldforsoup on Twitter. Find something to do that's good, but not just for yourself, but good for the benefit of others, and go get healthy. Peace out. <clears throat>